Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. We're the podcast that covers everything pop culture and beyond the multiverse. Are you ready to get your geek on? Crank up the DeLorean, warm up the proton packs, toss a coin to your Witcher, and deep dive into your favorite plate of chimichangas. This is PopX Cast. Listening to Pop X Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. Here we go! Pop X Cast. I was born in it, molded by it. Pop X Cast. <laughs> And welcome, guys, to Pop X Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. This is episode 138 coming to you on February the 16th, 2022. What's up, Team Pop X? Hey, 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 what's up, guys? How's it going? What's new in Pop X land? Man, we have been busy. It's been three weeks since we last broadcast. Can you believe that? Yes. And it I've, feels I've, like it's a been thousand a very fast, years. <laughs> it's fast three weeks. It has been oh, a very I, fast three weeks. Oh my gosh, it's been crazy. Um, but yeah, we got some people hanging out with us. We got DC and Shane next door. What's up, guys? Hi, and a hi. host of others uh, tuning in from around the hello, interwebs. Neighbor. Hi. Oh, hello. Will you be my neighbor? Will you be my neighbor? Please, won't you be? Anyway. That's I don't know what's going on there, but uh, man, it has been busy. There's been a lot of things happening. I feel in the past three weeks, a lot of moving parts. Um, you know, Austin, what's new and what's new in the the Birkinator's world? <laughs> what's that an overloaded question there? My brain. Uh, I've just been watching a lot of stuff, and I don't know what is what anymore. It's like the Netflix blends in with the Star Wars blends in with it. But the, I did get my Batman screening invite, so Ooh, I will be seeing that go. next week. You're, so you're, you're wait a minute, wait. You're going to go see the Batman. All right. So how early are you seeing the Batman? I will be seeing it. This uh, next Thursday, not not tomorrow, but the Thursday of next week. All right, and then we're ending the stream. Screw you! You suck, (laughs) Austin. I have a very important question. Yes, are you going to wear your cowl? Are you you going to go in the theater and see that Joker? And then, and then they have that Joker. 
I, I want to. It's press only. I'm definitely wearing some Batman gear. Now, whether or not I wear the cowl. <laughs> no, you got, you got to rock the cowl. Even At least tuck it under your cape and you can wear it in the theater. Oh, man. What's, what's up, Derek Smith? Joining in the chat room, a buddy here in Claremont. Hi, Derek So, so you're, man, that is so awesome. You get to see the Batman. Is this like literally one week prior to release? Yeah, yeah, it's it's exactly a week. Now, I was going to the fan screening on that Tuesday, the week it comes out. Okay. Um, but the embargo actually lifts the day before that, so my review Ooh. will drop the second it lifts, which is that Monday. So okay. they're lifting embargo a week early. That is a great sign for the film. Wow. That's crazy. That's insane. Dude, congratulations. What? That, now, where do you got to drive to see this? Do you got to go out of state or? Yeah. Okay. Indianapolis, three hours away. Well, that's yeah. not too bad. Not as bad as it could have been. Not as bad as when I went to Atlanta just <laughs> to see No Time to Die in Venom that one time. It was, it was a good six hours, so this is about half of that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, three hours is not bad. You yeah. can get up and back in one day, I feel, so that's not too bad. I'm excited. Lindsay, I'm excited. what's new besides Girl Scout cookies in your region? Oh, yeah, if you guys want cookies... Hit me up. Um, <laughs> She's got cookies. I ain't lying. I got, I got the sugar got hookup. Cookies, you know just DM me. I'll let you know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, no, I actually started kickboxing back up. So Let's I'm going to get some serious sweat on and uh, really just mom life. Loving and living the mom life. Mom life. Okay. Yes. Wow. That's, uh, that's crazy. Um, so with me, I, I've just been busy. There's been a lot of things happening in my house I can't talk about for the past uh, week or so. Good things. Trust me, good things. Um, but good uh, things. when it's uh, released, I'll be able to talk about you. Uh, Derek says, hello, Austin and Lindsay. Oh, Everybody, all, th- all together now. Three, two, one. Aww. Aww. That's great. How's the stream looking out there, guys? YouTube is giving me a message like... It looks pretty sexy. I mean, I'm not am lie. I running? Are we are we in full 30 frames a second here? Because it's... I, did, I just did a quick is, refresh just in case. It looks all right. Okay. It's, YouTube has been stupid tonight. It's giving me some messages in the dashboard. It's, this is point. YouTube a little cranky today? You, well, you know what I did, though? I buffed up the, the, the outgoing streaming to 6,000 kilobytes on OBS because that's what Twitch mm. recommends. And I don't mm-hmm. think YouTube is up to snuff with six six thousand six K. Come on, YouTube. I know, You're right? Fancy but ah. it makes for just beautiful, seamless motion video. No. <laughs> Kumbaya. Anyway, you guys ready for some news? Because I I, I got to do something here. I got to shut up and move. All right, let's let's roll it. News is coming up your way. Don't go anywhere. Wait, we'll did be we even do it an intro? Oh, we didn't do an intro. We're just Shoot. skipping that part this time. We're just going. <laughs> we're just we're just going. Okay. Austin? <laughs> well, my name's Austin. Um, hey, welcome to Pop X, where science fiction oh meets pop culture. God, I'm Austin Burke, the Appalachian geek at heart. We'd like to it's welcome awesome. everyone who is joining us live in the popx.live chat room, coming out with us and join the conversation at popxcast.com. If this is your first time tuning in to Pop X, the first 10 to 15 minutes we run down the headlines since our last show, Doctor Strange trailer. Then we deep dive into all things nostalgic on the retro rewind. And at the halfway point, we hit on the show's topic. And today we got a little bit of Boba Fett going on. Yeah, I can't wait, man. Can't wait. Oh my gosh. This is going to be such a great conversation. I'm Joseph Burke, Central Florida's seasoned comic book nerd and retro enthusiast and uh, founder of Pop X Cast. 
Also, I want to thank uh, Lin Lindsay and uh, myself. We are also part of an Lindsay. amazing group of creatives known as the Creative Multiverse. And uh, we got a brand new little shiny logo right down there. Um, and if you want to connect with us on the Creative Multiverse, you see that QR code in the corner? Scan that on your phone and come join us on our Discord channel. And PopX has its own channel, but it's not just limited to PopX Cast. We have a plethora of artists on there sharing content on a daily basis. It's pretty awesome, and this if you want, pretty lit. It, it, pretty it is. Lit. If you want to get connected with this amazing pool of artists and creatives who are in the industry doing some phenomenal things, click that QR code. Come join us and be part of the creative collective here at the Creative Multiverse. Yes, yes. Do, it. Do, do it, do it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you were not around, or maybe you were, if you missed it, we do have a rewind for you. Uh, episode 137. I don't know. I've got this finger thing going on. I need to stop. Uh, episode 137, we did break down, talk about, and geek out all about Cobra Kai Season 4, and we retro rewound Tron. Mm. Um, so make sure to go check that episode out. It's on our official website, popxcast.com, or it's right here on our YouTube channel <laughs> for your convenience. And any of the other great past shows that you want to check out from the PopX Collective Archive is there as well. I encourage you to go see it. That's it's awesome. good stuff. There's I have, lots of good geeky The, the Burke boys are being mischievous above you yeah, right now. I don't you know are. if you know. Yeah, it's, I'm so it's sorry. Fine. I can't apologize. I'm used to it. It's I know. been, what, 500 years since we've been doing this? I know. It's been crazy. I mean, we just celebrated our seventh year doing Pop X Cast, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's wonderful. But uh, I want to say a huge, uh, Alicia, welcome to the, the stream. So good to see you on board tonight. And I see that Alicia is wearing an amazing avatar which oh. could be of the subject oh. matter that we are talking about. Oh, yeah. Hello, Grogu. Hello. Can you get your Grogu out? Because tonight... Come on, boy. Yeah, Grogu time. Let's go. Anyway. <laughs> well, while they're playing with their, their little Grogu's, um, if, you, <laughs> if you like what you're seeing here tonight, which what? is all things Baby Yoda currently um oh make sure God. you are clicking the thumbs up button give us all those likes throw us a subscribe if you want on the youtubes uh when we schedule new shows make sure you have that notification bell on so you know when we're going live next and on all of our podcast friends please give us a lovely five-star rating and review because you know you love us make our day do. go ahead it makes make our, our day, day. Make yes, our day. It's still good to be alive. With that said, <laughs> Alicia, <laughs> <laughs> yay, Grogu. That's we are exactly. a mess tonight. I, I swear. I, I, I you know love what? It, I love I love a mess. All right, guys, oh we're gonna we got some news headlines coming up for you right now. Don't go anywhere. Like I said at the halfway point, like Austin was saying, we're gonna be breaking open the the box and going straight into Police Academy and Book of Boba Fett. But right now, it is headlines. <laughs> Extra, extra, read all about it. This is Pop X News, coming to you live, right here on popxcast.com. All right, well, leading out the news this week, I mean, uh, this is, we, we always want to get the saddest part of the news out of the way for you guys, but the world, just literally a couple of days ago, lost a comedy legend over the weekend, uh, Late Sunday night, news broke that the filmmaker Ivan Reitman passed away at the age of 75. The writer, director, and producer uh, was a comedy mainstay in Hollywood for decades. 
helming films like Ghostbusters, Stripes, Meatballs, Kindergarten Cop, Twins, and Evolution. Now, Reitman also produced the likes of Space Jam, kind of a big movie, uh, heavy metal, Up in the Air, and 2021's Ghostbusters Afterlife, where he joined his son Jason, I mean, and the latter two titles being directed by his son. Mm. So, it, it you know, it, it, it's almost poetry in motion for where the baton has officially been passed from father to son, and now the legacy is now in Jason's hands. Um, I'm just so glad in this whole process uh, that Jason and Ivan were on set together in what is considered to be the culmination of the original first two movies of Ghostbusters, bringing the story to some sense of finality. Um, Austin, what are your thoughts on this um, beloved icon of Hollywood? I, I think it's... I don't want to use the word fitting, but it's almost like... It's so odd that we just got the culmination of all of his work with Ghostbusters and this beautiful send-off for, you know, that side of the story with the older characters. And it almost feels like, you know, and I haven't rewatched the movie since, but when I go and I, I watch that movie again, now I'm going to be thinking about him. And now it's going to feel like that was the ultimate way to kind of say goodbye to his work because even though his son directed it, obviously he was the man behind Ghostbusters. Correct. It's not only Ghostbusters, right? He's brought countless films, both directing and producing and writing credits and all of these things. Yeah. Uh, but for me, seeing Ghostbusters Afterlife and thinking about him is going to be just, oh my goodness. It's I know. Hard. I know. It's, 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 it's absolutely phenomenal to hear about this. Uh, Lindsay, uh, how, how, how do you feel about the whole thing? I mean, I know that we just literally did a show just a couple months ago on Ghostbusters Afterlife. What's your thoughts on that? It's, um, I like, I like that they were able to spend that time together and, um, they created some really precious memories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I feel that, uh, even after time passes a little bit and those wounds heal just a tiny bit, cause I know it's really tender moments right now, but it, let's say 10 years from now, they can look back on those moments on set together and how they've shared such great things. Um, I feel like that's that's probably one of the most precious moments that he'll probably look back together with his dad. Absolutely, that's so. a very solemn thought. Yeah. So um, for to all of our, um, I mean, obviously he's known most for Ghostbusters. I mean, sure. Ivan Ivan created a franchise out of out of four four dudes wearing proton packs busting ghosts. You know. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a beautiful thing, and so his legacy continues on in the hands of his son. Uh, but from all of the Ghostbusters, Stripes, Meatballs, Kindergarten Cops, Twins fans around the world, by the way, there's Twins two coming. It is going to be yeah. a sequel. Uh, but um, you know, we we want to send our heartfelt love, thanks, thanks for the laughs, and sincere condolences from Pop X Cast. Okay, absolutely. Austin Burke. Yeah. You're up. You're up. Well, this is this is great because um, I, I was right before this making my video on the finale of Peacemaker, but Ooh. in just a few hours, Team Peacemaker will uh, put Project Butterfly to bed. But don't expect this to be their last mission together. James Gunn has confirmed that HBO Max has renewed Peacemaker for another season. Check out Ooh. Gunn's announcement below. Nice. James Gunn took to Twitter to announce the big news for the DC team, and he said, that's right, Peacemaker is coming back for season two. 
thanks to <laughs> Peter Safran, John Cena, our incredible cast and crew, our wildly supportive and lovely friends at HBO Max, but mostly all of you for watching Peacemaker. So my question to you all is, have you, well, I guess, Lindsay, you haven't seen it yet. Joe, have you memorized the opening dance for Peacemaker? <laughs> Man, I, I feel like I need to pray and like bless myself with holy water before I watch each episode of Peacemaker. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's James Gunn first and foremost, and it's like James Gunn out of the Marvel uh, restrictions, oh, if you will. let loose, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, it, you remember Suicide Squad, Lindsay? Mm-hmm. You remember how crazy that was? Mm-hmm. Well, just imagine that turned up to about 10 notches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it, man, I'm excited for this, though. I mean, what a crazy show. James Gunn breathing new life into a kind of a, a lesser known character. If, if I'm not mistaken, I was researching a little bit on Peacemaker uh, just a few weeks ago. He was actually one of those characters that was acquired by DC Comics. Uh, back in the 60s or 70s, he was in another whole, kind of like, remember how Shazam was in a, another comic book authority, and yeah. then DC purchased the rights to Shazam and then incorporated him into the DC comics? That's the same for Peacemaker. Uh, so good. he kind of was his own thing, and then DC bought him, purchased the rights to him, and then incorporated him. But what Gunn is doing with Peacemaker is, tr- and John Cena the the two are just. It's I think like, he was like made for that role. It's like yes, it's the Ryan Reynolds of DC Comics. Yeah, love it. It's the best love way it. you can you can describe it. It's great. I can't wait to see season two. And then James Gunn is set to not only write, but produce, and direct. It, not direct, produce. I believe yep. uh, the the next season. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's great. It's good Let's, stuff. It's what you want. You want his 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 baby, a character that was what a a D level character mm-hmm. to get everything he can from James Gunn, and that's the reason why he's popular is because of James Gunn. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree yeah, more. That's pretty rad. Pretty awesome to see that happening. Uh, but um, anyway, moving along here with the news, we got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Oh, yeah, Lindsay yeah. Badger, I've got, I've got a fun one here. Um, you, you guys remember back in 2018, we had a pretty ambitious plan of. Star Trek goodness. I do you know, recall four, something along those you know, lines. You know, the fourth one kind of including some time travel, team up with Chris Pines, Captain James T. Cook, and his late father, George Kirk, which was going to be played by <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, however, uh, both Pine and Hemsworth have reportedly pulled out of the project over money issues, and there hasn't been a Star Trek film since then. Uh, but that may be about to change. The deadline uh, deadline is reporting that negotiations with Pine to get him back on board for Star Trek Four is in the works. Ooh. Additionally, the report indicates that Paramount wants to bring back Zachary Qu- Quinto. Zachary Quinto, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, and as Spock and Zoe Saldana as uh, Yura. Ohura. Oh, yes, thank you. And then Carl Urban as Dr. McCoy. Yay. I love Don you. Cho as, so- as Sulu and Simon Pegg as Scotty. Yes. Scotty. So good. Uh, no deals are finalized yet, but the fact that the reboot cast is in play indicates that this sequel will remain in the Kevin- Kelvin timeline. Mm-hmm. And other major updates from this story at Paramount is looking for a film Star Trek for for later this year. Yep. 
Now, yes. so the Kelvin timeline, if you guys don't know, is uh, there's 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 three timelines in the Star Trek universe. You've got the silver timeline, which is basically the original series, and then you've got kind of the next generation, Deep Space Nine, um, all of that. That's one timeline, but then you also have this one, which is the Kelvin timeline, which basically is kind of like an alternate universe and an alternate reality. And they kind of explored that in the in Star Trek Two when they had Khan on. Yes. It was kind of like a mixed, you know, multiverse of of, of characters, if you will. And uh, and that's pretty much. I mean, if you remember, Leonard Nimoy was in, in mm, it, yeah. and he so was. it was kind of like, why are you here in this timeline when you should be back in your timeline? So that whole thing, right. he he was basically sucked into a a time portal. Uh, if you remember, go back and and watch your movie. Um, his uh, Spock's little cruiser ship was basically if you he he was interstellared. That's a good way to put it. He was sucked through a black hole into the and breached and then came out into the Kelvin timeline. So there you go. A little bit of backstory for you on that. So nice. what you're saying is they were doing the multiverse before, before Marvel. The multiverse. Oh yeah. <laughs> Star Trek. Star Trek is I mean yeah, Star Trek's OG. I, this, just, dude. this makes me want to go back and watch the other movies. You gotta remember. Yeah. I, I need some Chris Pine fix. I watched Into the Woods the other day and I just really had a bad taste in my mouth after that because he's so pretty, but that movie was horrible. And um I just want to <laughs> now, replenish the palate. Now before before we move on to the last article here, I want to let you guys know. Let me ask you a question. All right, this is for this is for Pop Xers and this is yes. for the chat. Mm-hmm. What was the first science fiction series to include a multiverse? Oh, first science fiction series. Ooh, series. I'll let, let me know when you Quantum want. Leap. Close. Go oh. back further. Way further. Huh. I don't know. Oh. Doctor Who. Okay. Oh, makes yeah, that makes sense. sense. Perfectly. Yeah. Gadur. Gadur. Okay. So, so. I do believe our friends, the Brits across the pond, invented uh, the uh, multiverse. Very All right, so cool. we have one more well news article well coming up for you right now. And I get the joys of leading yes. this one here. A little bit of moonlight for, uh, for you. Anticipating anticipation for Moon Knight is at an all-time high following the release of last month's teaser trailer. And then, of course, Super Bowl Sunday's big spot. Did you oh guys gosh, see that one? Huge. Oh, my awesome. gosh. Isaac shared more of what drew him into Moon Knight while speaking with Empire Magazine on a new cover story. It sounded like he was ready to take a break from the franchise filmmaking after finishing all the work in the Star Wars uh, sequel trilogies, as well as his frustrating experience on X-Men Apocalypse. However, Marvel's approach to the source material convinced him that that's literally what changed his mind especially nice. since it harkens back to the old-school MCU in the best possible way. Now, uh, he went on to say, in quote, Often on these big movies, it can feel like you're building the plane on the runway, said Isaac. The idea of getting back into the handmade film's character, they are basically character studies. I was desperate for that feeling, and he got it. Now, he goes on to say, in quote, It's the first legitimate Marvel character study since Iron Man. That's a big statement. And That's a- huge. I- Isaac went on to add, I thought maybe if I can hijack this thing and maybe this is the chance to do something really, really crazy and nutty on a major stage, end quote. Pretty cool, right? So the first character study since Iron Man coming from Ost- Oscar Isaac. 
and we get this in a series in just a couple of months. When is it next month? March? Uh, May? Yeah, March 28th, I think. Holy like cow. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. So we have the Batman and then Marvel's version, maybe, of a Batman-like character, both coming out in March. Bro. And the hype surrounding Moon Knight and what all the cast has had to say about this show is that it is going to be unlike anything wow. we have seen from the Bro. MCU, and that is phenomenal. Bro, that makes me so excited. Yeah, that makes me so excited. Well, quickly before we go into this week's retro rewind, we got to talk about the Multiverse of Madness trailer that we saw uh, for Doctor Strange at the Super yeah. Bowl ad. Now, my gosh, um, wow. let's just talk about the elephant in the room wow. right quick. Patrick Charles Stewart. Xavier, Patrick Stewart, mm. the voice, the elephant in the room. We got to talk about this, guys. The shoulder shot. Now, my oh. question here for you guys, and we discussed this really quick, but I we had to we had to end it because I wanted to save this discussion for the show. Yes. Is this the Charles Xavier from the X Men franchise, or is this a variant in the multiverse that we've not seen before? Dun, dun, dun. I'm uh, gonna say it is from yeah. the x-men franchise because of the way they tied in the spider-man movies it's okay. going to be the exact same thing that they did to they're going to do that same formula to pull in the pre-existing marvel characters from the outlying studios okay. well so i feel like that's how they're going to pull that and connect sam raimi did direct both movies just saying I go in. You want me to go even crazier with it? You're going. Come on, drop us some. Drop us I'm some knowledge, go, man. I'm gonna go even crazier and uh, <laughs> just full. I do not know what I'm saying is true. So this is just. And I've actually seen other people with the same theory, but I am completely on board. Um, from the second I saw it, in a piece of concept art that was leaked a couple of months ago, showing the exact same shot of Doctor Strange walking up with the Ultron bots, mm -hmm. it showed Professor X in this huge golden chair. A floating golden chair. Now, what's the only other time we've seen Professor X in a, a, a golden glowing chair? It would be the 1990 X-Men series that they're now bringing back on Disney+, Plus, officially making it canon for Marvel. The, the cartoon, right? Yeah. The cartoon. So yeah. what I think is I think this variant of Professor X is the Professor X from the X-Men uh, cartoon in the 90s because it's the exact same Whoa. chair as the chair uh, in the concept art. Now, where does, where's this concept art at? Uh, it's floating around online, Joe. I'll try to find it and, and, and send it to you after this. It I would have, I would have like definitely dropped it yes. below, but I, I didn't know. I, some things you, 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 you can't post. You got to be very cautious about posting because these film studios will pull that, pull your channel. They will. Yep. They will. You know, I got to be like, oh man, I got to walk a fine line here. But I, I wouldn't be as convinced if Marvel didn't announce at D23 that they were bringing back the X Men 90 show. And doing a new thing, X-Men 97, yeah. that's literally the name of it, right? Yeah. As their first yeah. animated show, wow. not um, officially MCU canon, but it could still be a different universe, and they could still be using that Professor X for live action. Dude, that's mind-blowing. What? what? <laughs> that's mind-blowing. Or maybe there's two different variants of Professor X that we see in the With movie. that chair. Yeah. With that chair. With that chair. So yeah. the, the chat's blowing that up here. That connects it to lead on to future yeah. content. Yeah, it looks like the chat over here. Shane is saying, like, you know, Very it's it's good. it's it's going to be Evil Strange was a member of the Illuminati. Sure. Very, very yes. plausible. 
can we just talk about Zombie Strange for a minute? Yeah, can we like break down the Are trailer? They? I know it was a short trailer, but there was a whole lot packed in it. So we like start with him waking up in bed with yeah, having dreams, dreams <laughs> and then he's talking to Wanda. Yeah, and yeah. then he's talking to Wanda about the multiverse. And, and then Wanda's seeing herself. Yeah. From Westview. Uh-huh. And it's just there's so much to unpack. Like you I mean, are they opening up the zombie verse in live action? See And then they throw him in handcuffs. Yeah. Well that's yeah, I yeah. think that's the Illuminati. I think that's them uh, summoning him to their court, if you will, whatever. My question is, are there other versions of Strange? Obviously, there's other versions of Wanda. Or, because we see in the trailer, there's one portal that Strange goes through that at one point he starts to turn into an animated character. So I think at some point in the movie, he goes into the what-if world. And if that's the case, then does he turn into a zombie when they go to the zombie world? Does he oh, turn into a different version? version world? You know like, what? That that ties in the what if series into a, yes the movie Dude, even it's all yes. it's all connected what it's are just they, a frame but it's in there they're yeah. they're blowing my lid right now man <laughs> you know we can we can go on about this uh trailer guys i just want to break but, down this trailer frame yeah, by frame i do super yeah. geeky about you, you it just pause it at, you know every every interval just like boom, just, boom, i just want to yeah boom. and the fact that he's wearing he's also wearing i don't know if you guys knew this he's wearing the defender outfit Yes, so with the red crest on his chest, that is right. That is the Marvel Defenders. And in pre-show, we did mention the the battle that is being set up for conclusion of the House of mm-hmm. M, yeah. as well yes. with the Professor. X. Oh, Shane brings Full a good point. Court. He believes that uh, the Doom bots are the ones escorting him into the court of the Illuminati. Oh. It could be, but are they introducing Tom Cruise's Iron Man? Uh, man that's oh, let's go. Uh, I'm be all right with that. That's what. Yeah, was that Imperial Iron Man? Is that what they're calling that? Uh, yeah, Imperial Superior. It's one superior, of those. Superior, yeah, yeah, Superior. Yeah. Is that my... There have been a lot of Tom Cruise rumors for about two years now. And uh, he's in it. I saw you know he's bots. in it. Yeah. So yeah. we got our, our glimpse of our glimpse of King flashed through as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's he's definitely well. We already knew it was going to be. Oh, and yeah. it's fr- it, it's from the writers of Loki. The writers of Loki wrote this movie, so they're definitely tying that in. That oh yeah, it's crazy. Oh yeah. Bro. Well, guys, it's all coming. I want to know what you guys think about the Doctor Strange trailer. Drop it in the comments. Leave us a comment. Post back on our social media on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Let us know what you think about this trailer. Unpack it. If there's something we missed. Let us know about it. If there's something that uh, you have seen that's just kind of like, whoa, what's this? Also let us know about it. But uh, with all that said, we're going to go ahead and uh, move on into the Retro Rewind this week. Are you guys ready for a little Police Academy? Because I kind of know I am. I think so, yeah. All right, let's do it. <laughs> guys, yes, don't go no any, don't, don't know go anywhere. <laughs> what in the world? All right, we'll be right back. Retro Rewind, coming your way, Police Academy. <laughs> Retro Rewind. Retro Rewind. Retro Rewind Police Academy, dialing it all the way back to 1984. And I had a barrel of fun rewatching this bad boy. It is currently streaming on HBO Max. If you guys didn't get the memo, uh, go watch it later after the show tonight and just laugh your tail off. A great movie with some crazy humor. 
it was it's definitely right up there with some of the 80s cult classic comedies that came out of the era. And this this suggestion came from our very own Lindsay Badger. Yeah. Lindsay, opening it up on the Retro Rewind, why did you choose the Police Academy? Give us the spiel. Oh, okay. I will totally uh-huh. break it down for you guys. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Cable kids, right? Yeah, if true. You have, if you have your standard cable package, you always had that like once a month or one, <laughs> once a year, twice a year, you would get like the free HBO, right? And so, of course, in that time, you have your VCR and you record every possible movie you can fit on a VCR tape. Stacks of VHS Stacks and stacks. And that thing does not stop until you get every movie you could possibly squeak out of that free subscription. (laughs) So you don't have to worry about it. And you watch those tapes on loop. This is how childhood works in the 80s. (laughs) There you go. Yep. Police Academy was one of those movies that they always without fail played on hbo all the time so good and there was what four or five different movies in this film series there's so you didn't six get i believe six. and okay, then there was so a you're series constantly yeah getting yeah. fed you're constantly getting fed these police academy movies because they're pushing one after another and after another and then it's comedy gold mm-hmm. it's that slapstick not to be taken Cheesy. seriously yeah. mountains of cheese you're yeah. not there for the storyline. You're there for the jokes. Correct. Um, yeah. Some of them a little more adult than what a child should probably be watching. True. But in the 80s, eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is why I picked this movie because it is iconic in the memory of me looking back and watching movies as a child. Um, and the the sound effects that the guy made um, through was just yep. Michael, something that uh, really, really, Winslow, yeah. yes, lit up children's imaginations it did me. and got it, them excited. It, it did me. You know, you were you always wanted to figure out how in the world did he make all of those sounds, and then you would like try to emulate that as a kid on the playground. You yeah. know, yeah. So that's the reason why I picked this movie. I feel like we would be doing a disservice to the 80s if we did not talk about at least one of these movies true while doing the no, rewind you're you're right on and you know what yeah Lindsay, you picked a you picked a pretty good banger of a film uh, this one uh, i would it kind of slipped my radar but i forgot how delightful it was and i love one of the things i love about this film is that each character in in this new wave of the police academy cadets get their own time for the story to kind of unravel whether you're the quiet squeaky, hello, how you doing? Oh, or looks. you know, yeah, or you know, you're you're Mahoney or you're you're uh, Hightower. Oh my gosh, that dude is like it's so funny. He would just push the wall down. He wouldn't even Beast climb it. Man. Oh, dude, he's such a stud. But uh, yeah, I have to agree with you here. John Parr from Barger in the chat room, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. What's uh, up, John? Steve Gutenberg ruled. I, mean, I can't. Yeah. He ruled the eighties. He did. Yeah. yeah, he did. And you know, he, he did. was the man, the myth, the legend. But um, what a great! It now is is Police Academy considered part of the National Lampoon family? I, I was curious about that because I think it's from the same creative team that wrote a lot of the stuff for National Lampoon, but I don't know specifically about the backstory of it. So that's where I'm going to pull from you, our Popex family, to help me out with that. But um, there's definitely some crazy moments. Austin, what are some moments that just kind of like <laughs> threw out at you? <laughs> on this um, I love the main, the main storylines are fun, right? But for me, it's, it's the in-betweens with, with, with Michael Winslow. 
Yeah. It's the in-between. Yeah. It is the, you know, walking, when he's walking by all of the recruits and he's going, <laughs> and the guy turns around and looks, and, he, and he's doing that again. And then when they're all sitting in the, in the classroom and he's, somebody's calling him on the office, the, pages. pages of the office. Yeah. It's just the first time you see him sitting there in the chair and having someone continue to turn around. Like, those were the moments for me. It's like, we don't, we don't get stuff like this anymore. Like, we no. don't get this ridiculous mm-hmm. Jim Carrey. I was getting ready to say the name the Jim Carrey. off the yes. wall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he carried it straight into the 90s type humor. And I I, I love I loved that kind of humor, right? The story, yeah. you know, itself, it's not the most complex story we've ever seen. And, no. and, and no, some of the things were, were ridiculous. <laughs> Excuse me, but no, um, overall, man, this sense of like, off the like when he pulls in and hits the hits the lady and she flies through the air and it never acknowledges it again. I'm just like that's the random and ridiculous humor that I think is. You, need, you know what this reminded me of? <laughs> you guys, I know you've seen it. Airplane. Yes, yes absolutely. It's that rem- same style of comedy. It reminded me of that. Spaceballs. Space kind of Spaceballs. Yeah, yes. there you go. And Michael yes, Winslow exactly. was in Spaceballs, which is fantastic. Yes, he was actually. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. Um, Did you guys really, know really Michael Winslow was on AGT two seasons ago? Yes, I, I he. There's a story about that. There that, is. I don't know yeah. if you want to break it down, but yeah, I did know that he came back. And that's Lindsay, you were going to say something. I didn't mean to himself. cut you off, sweetheart. Go no, ahead. you're fine. I was just saying we haven't talked about Tackleberry because he is one of the most <laughs> beloved characters of the entire season, and I love how they introduce his character yeah. as the yeah. the night the night guard. guard, and yeah. he like they're throwing him a surprise birthday party and he shoots up the place in the yeah. dark so he's funny. shooting dude oh my god that boy's messed just, up but i'm i mean the the of all the characters i think hooks is my favorite and she doesn't get nearly as much time no. on screen as i think she needs in the first movie but right. she does get more Agreed. screen time later so i i in the in the other movies so she definitely gets her shine in the spotlight but Excuse me, sir. Oh. You know, you have your main your main starting cast on this. Yes. But for me, one of the guys that cracked me up was not Steve Gutenberg. It was the chief. Oh, oh my God. He's the best. <laughs> Dude, he's so, like, he's disconnected from everything in his little goldfish. It was just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even going to discuss it, but I'm just going to say this. Lindsay and I were discussing this earlier. The podium scene. The podium scene. Oh my god! It was so classic how they turned turned that. Yeah, how As they set see, it up, how it executed, it's really... and how it circled back around at the end at graduation. That is classic oh, comedy. Classic comedy. It's so it, it, it's so eighties in its own beautiful way. But oh again, it's that off the wall style humor that I just I miss in movies and yeah. Police Academy has just I, I mean. It is one of the OGs when it comes to that style with your it airplanes, is. with your classic 70s yeah. and 80s. Space films. balls, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, this movie, well, this franchise, I mean, the movies get a little, I, I think the first one kind of sets the bar, and a lot of them are kind of chasing after the original. Because oh. I, I don't think Steve, Steve Gutenberg comes back in the second one, but I don't think he, after the third one, I don't, I, I think there's a period there where he doesn't come back anymore. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, is his is his quality of acting necessarily needed for the franchise? Probably not. I mean, you can recruit more and, and stuff like that, but it's definitely 
spend some time going and watching these. These are really fun, actually. And there, there's a lot of them. Uh, I don't know how many is on HBO Max. I think only the original one's on HBO Max right now. I'm not 100% yeah, I don't but, know. But um, so all in all, I had a really great time with this one. Lindsay, you did a good job in, in choosing this one. I, I, I laughed. The podium scene, I had to rewind and watch it. And again, it was, it was just one of those moments yeah. I had tears I think I texted both the of you guys. The facial expression of uh, uh, Lassard was just. <laughs> oh, yeah. How many takes do you think that they had to do for that? I, it's a movie, you know, the cast and the crew are just having a blast in filming something like oh this. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, it's so good. But um, with all of that said, is there any moments you guys wanted to highlight specifically before we gave the official re- rating review or. I'm I'm trying to think. Um, oh, the the Latin guy that always had a million girls on him, yes. and he gets caught. Yes. And you oh, think yeah. you're like, oh god, he is just done. And then instead, yeah, yeah. it turns around to be he's yeah. he's kind of won the prize. He's well, yeah, he, he <laughs> definitely did on that one, didn't he? Wowzers! Um, that was interesting. It's he like, was a fun character. He was definitely. They're all unique in their own they way. They're so unique. Um, but um, really great movie. I, I think Lindsay. I think it's 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 honorable if we let you go first on the review of Police Academy okay. since this was your choice. So take it away. All right. Well, um, I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put it at like a seven point two. That's it's a not good the one. best story. No, no, no. no but no, the that's... comedy makes up for it. Yeah. So I'm gonna put it right at a seven point two. You can't rate this movie on 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 the no, actual no, no. storyline. No, because it's 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 just so stupid. <laughs> it is. Austin but for Bur- a comedy movie, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty good. Yeah. Our uh, residential film critic, Austin Burke, right in line. I'm a seven. Uh, this is you know, if, if you're a first timer watching 2022, you may get offended or, or be upset. But if if this is your style of humor, it is definitely one that will. That will it it vibe with me, man. Seven out of ten. <laughs> it vibe with me so much. I want to give it a seven point five, just nice. because of the uh, podium scene, uh, well because <laughs> it was just baller. I mean, that well was done. the best five minutes of my life watching that whole scene unwind. Yes. But uh, guys, listen, what is your ch- what is your score of Police Academy? Have you seen it? Are you planning on seeing it? Remember, it's on HBO Max right now, streaming. If you have that service, what is your score? Leave it in the chat. Let us know on social media, and uh, give us a response and a comment back, and we will share it. And I we would will say, retweet if you it. haven't seen it in ten years, just watch it for yeah. Friends. Refresh yeah. your brain on it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's good stuff. Good job, Lindsay Badger, on this mm-hmm. one. I, I had a, I, I needed those good laughs in the wee hours of the night. Thanks to Thank you. you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. All righty, moving on, guys. We are going to roll the spoiler alert warning for The Book of Boba Fett. So we're going to officially get into now the show's main heavy hitter, if you we will. Uh, so we are going to go ahead and roll that. We'll be right back, so don't go anywhere. Danger, danger. You are about to enter a pop pop spoiler alert. Beyond this point... You have been warned, and this is the book of Boba Fett coming to you right now on PopXCast. What an amazing series we didn't know we needed. It's true. This, I mean, what a delight. This whole, every episode was a true delight in watching. I feel that there was so much that was explored in the, the world of Mandalore. And the religion of Mandalore. Um, also, too, 
the episodes, once you get to episode five and six, that you didn't really even know that you, you're like, what? You're seeing, you're seeing things, and I, I don't want to give, give it away right off the bat, but there was moments in this that my mouth was completely on the floor. I was like, what? So, with that said, we're going to kind of do it in sections. I, I think, you know, episodes one through four focus basically on uh, essentially Boba Fett after the Sarlacc pit. So, it's really cool. When me and Alex were watching this, Alex, my wife, I had to, I was like, before you watch this series with me, let me take you to Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. to the fight of uh, when when um, they're in 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 Tatooine and they're uh, fighting. Uh, what is his name? Shoot, um, what's his name? Uh, big guy, help me out. Java. Java. Thank you, Lord. Why did I forget that name? What in the world? I'm showing my <laughs> age here. It happens. It happens to me. Well, I was thinking about Jabba's Jabba's like land speeder type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And so um, Jabba the Hutt. I went to that particular thing and and I was showing her. I was like, "You've got to remember this." So that scene where you know he goes down into the Sarlacc pit, and then I immediately went straight into Episode One. Oh, perfect. and she was just like, "How did you know to do that?" I'm like, "Well, you know, because you're a nerd, and I'm a nerd, and nerds what nerds do. You want to get the full story, you go back to source material." That's and right. so um, yeah. it was really this is cool. The way. It is the way. But one of the things that was Sorry. surprising things out of this that just blew my my mind was how he fell in love with the sand people of Tatooine. Yeah. And I was like embraced that. by them. I I just loved that. I mean, he, he was having these visions while he was in the in the back of tank, uh, healing himself and these these flashpoints of him going back and it was it was sad the way things ended because you had the yeah. the mind spice traders that essentially we thought were uh, the ones that caused these people to be dead. Um, long story short, he's going off. He be, he's actually trained by them in their own native way, and is and given basically the path of a warrior uh, to to them, and is given his own staff because he he can fight exactly like them. He's part of them. He's one of them. Yes. And uh, I thought that whole first four episodes, it was beautiful in how they broke that down and truly understood the heart. You kind of see those, the sand people, I, I don't know what their specific name is, the sand people of that. The, 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 I don't know. Tuscans or? Tuscan Tuscan, war, Tuscan, Tuscan Raiders? Tuscan, Raiders? Yeah, Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. So um, I should know that, but I didn't. I, I know, I, I can't blanking on yeah, the name right now. I, I call them the sand people, but yeah, they're not Jawas. No. Uh, they are the Tuscan Raiders. But wasn't that a cool... Let's talk about that whole first four episodes right there. I was absolutely in love with the first four. Yeah. I, it, it it sucked me in. It made me fall in love with the tribe. It made me... Um, you really went on that journey with him. Um, I'm, I think it's the coolest the way he got out of the Sarlacc. Yes. Was, yeah. Same. Yes. Um, the fact that he pulled himself up out of the sand and then was was starting, you know, being dragged by these people as a prisoner and then eventually became one of them is such a cool journey um, that was depicted so beautifully. And the thing is, is that there's no speaking. Not no. really. No. There's very, very little dialogue through those episodes at all because they're speaking this alien language that you don't understand. <laughs> So um, to be able to tell the story that powerful 
with very little dialogue is definitely a feat in itself. Yeah, I mean, it just goes back to the acting chops. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of reminded a lot of like the Blue Man world, how you're able to be able to communicate mm -hmm. without speaking. Yes. And the Tuscan Raiders did that. I mean, that was their, their language wasn't in their voice. Their language was in their actions. Mm -hmm. And to understand them, they were just such a close-knit community. And the tragedy, uh, as, we're, as we're going up to episode four, Boba Fett goes into the city of Mos, not Mos Eisley, Mos Espa. And when he comes back, he finds that the entire little village of the, of, of the Tuscan Raiders have been decimated and destroyed. That broke my heart. Even the younglings were killed. Yeah. I'm like, not the younglings. Not the not younglings. Not it was it was it was sad, but also too, it was a turning point in the story of Boba Fett, because none of us could have foreseen what John Favreau was working up in his mind. How Boba Fett, a bounty hunter who was feared and revered in the original trilogy, is now, I want to say, more of a mellow individual, learning his skills as a Tuscan Raider and being able to wield that staff. Mm -hmm. and defend himself in other ways in combat that he wasn't able to before, with or without his Mandalorian armor. Correct. It was amazing to see that transition of him. And, and the character arc from coming to just relying on his suit to not relying on his suit. Even when he, you know, at the end of the, at the, end of the series, he was vulnerable because uh, Cad Bane tore his mask off. Exactly, yes. I mean, but it he was still just, had his staff, so he just wailed on him. Boom. You know, it, and let's fast forward to that particular moment of Cad Bane. Um, well, you know what? Let's back up because I don't want to go too far. I don't want. I want to make sure that we're we're going in sequence here because I'm get ahead of myself. I get so excited. Oh, Austin, what did you think about the first four? Let's hear a little bit. Yeah, from him. yeah, yeah. The 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 moment he comes back and and they're all dead. It, it almost reminded me of what we got in Attack of the Clones when Anakin comes back and his mother's dead. I like, had that exact feeling. Ooh, I got those vibes yeah. as yes. well. Yes. Same, it's the same sort of vibe, and all of the flashback stuff worked really well for me. My, my issue with the first four was, was the present stuff. Mm. Uh, it wasn't very interesting for me. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't vibing. And every time we would go into one of the flashbacks and he's sitting in the tank, I'm like, yes, let's just stay here. Let's yes. just stay here because everything with that story was so beautifully told, and we finally understood the origins of how he escaped the pit and, and all of these things. But when we would go back to the present, the, the, the conflict for me just wasn't as fascinating as it is, at least in the final three episodes. And then especially when we get the biker gang, I, I, I didn't really like the biker gang. I didn't, I didn't like that. Yeah, the biker gang was, yeah, for me. It yeah, kinda... I agree with you, Austin, that the, the present day conflict, like as soon as Jabba was gone, why was there not more drama? Yes. yes. Right. Yes. It was just like, okay, I'm here now sure. and I'm just going to stroll through the streets well, and nobody's going to try to, you I, I, know. I think the drama, weird. the premise was set because, and I didn't mean to interrupt you and Austin, but no, you're I, I, I wanted to make sure, I, I think the reason purposely was Boba wanted to assert himself as one of the main uh, patriarchs, well not patriarchs, but one of the main leaders of Tatooine. Yes. Where, as particularly most Esba, most Isley, and all of that, he wanted to create a perfect, harmonious union. And so yeah. the first four kind of focused on the spice traders. Mm -hmm. And really, we didn't need to know a lot of information about the spice traders until we needed to know a lot about the spice traders. Mm -hmm. But then we, when we learned about it, we learned that all the public figures and the mayors and all the people that were in major roles were allowing the trade to commence while being yeah. paid under the 
You know what I'm saying? So I get you though. The first four is like, can we let's just stay in the past? I don't need all that present stuff. But I felt like I felt like it could have been maybe I felt like everything that was told in the present in the first four episodes and do away with the biker stuff could have been told maybe in one episode in its entirety. Like mm. devote one episode to that and the other episodes maybe just do flashbacks because yeah. I would have been so happy if that was truly what the series was. And it was for the most part. And I think, you know, it, it does at the end of the day make it to where I enjoyed the first four episodes, but I just wasn't vibing with it maybe as much as I wanted to. I get it. When we would come back, I just felt that storyline was a bit more dull and, and prolonged than what I needed it to no, be. No, I, I, I a thousand percent that agree with sense. you on that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then we get to episode five. <laughs> I no. mean, we're teased it in episode four when we hear the... Yeah. Oh, God. And I'm like, wait, what's going to happen I was like, here? What, you know? what series am I watching again? And then all <laughs> and of I a sudden, the title. <laughs> episode five has no Boba Fett in it. No. We, that, that confused the hell out of me. It confused me too. I was like, yeah. it, is this a trailer? But the book of Boba Fett, I guess, isn't necessarily about Boba Fett. It's about the ways of the Mandalorian and the ways of maybe leaving something that we're familiar with, the religion and the tradition, and kind of creating your own path was kind of the vibe I got with it because episode five dealt with, we pick up with Mando, he's still doing bounty jobs and getting paid money, and then is basically he goes to the the, the main Mandalorian, uh, but why didn't they save that for the second season of Mandalorian? Why'd they yeah. put it in the Boba Fett series? That's what confuses me. I liked seeing it. Yeah. I just felt like it was out of place with where it was placed in release. It was It was weird. <laughs> I did. I was like, I felt like I was watching The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. I was like, what it is... Picked that, that one specific episode picked up right where we left off at the end of season one. And I'm like, okay, this would have been a perfect episode to start season two with, mm -hmm. not Boba Fett. True. Absolutely. No, it would have been, you're absolutely right. I, I, I kind of feel that. But I love me some Grogu, so I ain't complaining. <laughs> I wasn't complaining either. I mean, <laughs> especially by the time we get to episode six and we're right. seeing full on Luke Skywalker oh. here. But let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, I, I kind of feel the book of Boba Fett, if you look at it from the perspective, not just Boba Fett but Mandalorians as a whole. You could re even retitle yes. the series The Book of Mandalorians. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. So. That, just, real, just real quick, I, I yeah, think yeah. This, yeah. this whole everybody's problems are solved with a title change. I think a title change mm. would have solved everyone's problems because The Book of Boba Fett, you think it's going in. Focused on to, that specific character. Exactly. And, yes. I, and it, it bothered me as well. I won't lie to you. But. With a title change, maybe Boba Fett and the Mandalorian, something like that. I think it would have solved everyone's issues. I, I think you're you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think if they would have just switched the title to the Book of Mandalorian. I mm, mean, I feel or, like overall the story came back together at the end, and it, it made did. sense. But it it's did. just like, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was it was basically a a deeper character study into Boba Fett and um, Mando, uh, and and and. Specifically, episode five threw me for a loop because I'm sitting here and I'm sitting here waiting for maybe Man Mando's going to reunite with Boba Fett. And in this episode, he really didn't. No. It was just like, he, basically, he took his staff that he got in Mandalorian season two 
and which was which was made of the the precious metal that's indestructible and, and cast it into a chain mill for Grogu, which was amazing and and yeah, fun to see. Did you guys like the battle with the dark saber? Oh, awesome! That yeah, it's pretty was baller. Phenomenal! It's pretty baller. Powerful. The dark saber is uh, got a lot of history in Star Wars canon, and uh, it was interesting to see that because. It, why was Moff Gideon able to wield it so effortlessly when Mando can't really even pick it up and swing he struggles it? Struggles with it, struggling because yeah. I, I think it's more of a. I'm glad that they they included that explanation of how it actually works and the the effect it has on its wielder. Yeah, Derek Smith over in the chats like uh, I love all the backstory of Boba Fett, but I didn't love all the direction that they took him in, making him a reformed bounty hunter trying to be a quote unquote good guy uh he went on to say this is a uh, real time guys in the chat room boba fett has always been a mysterious anti-hero that basically took the edge off and uh and finnick did all the dirty work that boba yeah 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 i agree she with did. you there she definitely did yeah i get i get you uh, well i mean he's an aged actor too so there is that so you know episode five was basically picking right up on season after season two mandalorian it could have been an opener for season three Mandalorian, technically. Yeah. But uh, we get to episode six, and we're this is the one that really blew my lid. Very slow-paced episode. Um, the only, I felt, the only decent thing that we had about this, there was more buildup and hype about the spice trade, but then we have Luke Skywalker. We literally visit the planet uh, where Luke is training Grogu. Building. And... It was it was crazy, right? And they're building the Jedi Temple. Yes, the robots, the rocks. That I was mean, crazy. is that the temple? Is that the temple in the last movie? Yes, that was yes, destroyed. One, yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Grogu was intended to be the very the first, first pupil student yeah. of that school. You're right. Yeah. Grogu would have died when Kylo Ren attacked. Man. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. Maybe. Maybe. That's crazy to right. think about all that. So, Episode Six. I mean, was one of. The, I mean. Aside from seeing Luke Skywalker, so slow. Can we talk oh, yeah. about it? Was a slow quickly, episode when Luke offers well, offers to help him remember that flashback of the Battle of the Jedi. Yeah, who are we looking at? Order 66. Yes, you're looking at Order 66 yes. when, uh, yeah, they gave the command to uh, wipe them out, all of them. So execute. Can we, can we talk about how incredible the technology is on Luke Skywalker? Amazing, the dude. The CGI was ridiculous. Amazing. It's incredible. I mean, it's, I was, it's, if you follow Mark, <laughs> if you follow Mark on uh, social media, he did share out a little bit of how some, and there, there's some articles out there too of of how they accomplished that. It's actually an actor mm -hmm. that has similar features, but not mm -hmm. obviously identical, and he's wearing the wig. That yeah. matches that time era. And then they're taking not just Mark Hamill's face, but the actor's face and actually merging them together. The same stuff they did for Ghostbusters yes. Afterlife with. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. that it looks basically flawless from yeah. any angle. And the little fist bump that they did, oh. that was not supposed to be in it. That was totally like on the fly. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. The actor um, was quoted. He was like, I didn't know that it was going to be in there until it was in there. <laughs> I was. Yeah, the, go ahead, Austin. I was just going to say that the, the Luke Grogu dynamic was one of the coolest. And, you know, I, I think it's beautiful how they 
take the Yoda training Luke storyline, bring it full circle. Yes. Yeah. Luke is essentially training this version of Yoda, telling stories about Yoda to Grogu, and some of the most beautiful and just mesmerizing yin yang type of um i, I felt uh, i feel a little cobra kai in there yeah while i was watching like that. this bond. he speaks in riddles yes and i and i thought that was so <laughs> freaking beautiful like their scenes i was yeah i almost felt like i was meditating with luke skywalker as well, I was yes. watching even the he's scenes where he's himself. taking his hand and he's swooping him up oh. as they're walking through the bamboo or whatever oh, that I was loved it. dude it was so serene it was amazing. It was captivating. You know, for me, I, I I will say parts of that episode were a little, little slow frogs. in terms of the continuity of the book of Boba Fett. Like, you know, I re- had to remind myself, why are we, why is this in book of Boba Fett when this yeah, should be? Yeah, exactly. In, I was just like, what is uh, You know, is, but hey, I don't, I don't produce this, so I don't know. Right. Did I enjoy watching in Luke Skywalker training? Oh my God. Yeah, I was having, yes. uh, my, my brain was melting. I don't hate what happened. I'm no. still just confused on why it happened. Yeah, I don't hate what <laughs> happened. I mean, it looked beautiful. And, and to see Luke, I mean, I was wondering you know, at the build up at the beginning, are we going to see Luke? And then, daggone, three quarters of the entire episode is Luke Skywalker. And I'm like, all right, I guess, yeah. okay. I see. Yeah. And then Ahsoka Tano coming out too. We get to see her as well from... Uh, John says, I could watch Grogu read the phone book and I would be captivated. Yeah, that's pretty, <laughs> this is true. John, this yeah, is true. that's pretty lit. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, but um, it was a great I one. I love and how the, he handled the training ball droid thing. Oh, yeah. That was great. to bring back. Yes. That was interesting. And then he took a little nappy nap after. Took a little nap, yeah. Well, let's fast forward to uh, the final finale. Uh, we find out uh, at the end of this episode, in episode six... It is revealed that Cat Bane is oh. the mastermind behind the spice trade. Man, the trade. makeup on him was badass. Oh, and, and that was a him. physical actor in mm-hmm. that costume, ladies and gentlemen. That you're seeing a picture of Cad Bane right now over on um, the live stream, guys. God, he was so creepy. His good. voice was just so creepy, dominating. Good. Like, amazing. I mean, these are practical effects, guys used on a human being with with the physiology of a nose i mean they're pulling out some voldemort kind of stuff here um truly amazing that we get cad bane who uh definitely from the clone wars uh if you're fans of that original show i found it extremely poetic cad bane spent his entire life killing clones Mm -hmm. to be killed by a clone Poetic justice. Wow. That's uh that's pretty deep, y'all. <laughs> so here's my issue with, with the Cad Bane inclusion. I love the fact that he was included. Yeah. I didn't like the fact that he was end of one episode and gets killed in the next. That mm-hmm. bothered me because if they maybe would have introduced Cad Bane at the beginning of this series, given him a little bit more in terms of his dynamic with Boba, because the confrontation at the end was beautiful mm. between yeah. he and Boba, and the Correct. death yeah. was beautiful. But giving him three to four more episodes of, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, and then final battle. Oh, just imagine the impact as opposed to end of one episode, final battle. I and you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> and you're dead. Really, that bothered me. And I loved the inclusion of the character, and I loved the death. So I had no problem with his screen time. I just wanted more screen time. I I agree with you. I I think that there should they should have not killed him off so quickly and carried him over maybe into Mandalorian season three as an antagonist or a future antagonist. Yes. 
I mean, you're talking about a heavy hitting villain here. Mm-hmm. To be killed off in one one swoop. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't know about that. Again, very quick. yeah. So very quick. Yeah, you're quick. Um, but we get one of the most iconic scenes in this finale: Boba Fett riding a freaking Rancor. Oh, that was so cool, dude. That was rad. That was baller. That was rad. That was pretty cool. I was I was like, if we get if we get Boba riding a Rancor, I'm going to jump out of my seat. Dag on it, I jumped out of my seat. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. pretty awesome. That Favreau feller, he knows how to get Joe excited. <laughs> he got oh, me. And, and, and it doesn't take much shot, this day and age. The shot of Boba and Mando where the camera's going around them and they're yeah. both firing their blasters. That Dude. Was, that was great. That was good. How cool was that? Good vibes, man. It reminded me a little bit of like Obi-Wan and um, mm-hmm. uh, back in the, the uh, what was it, Phantom Menace and Qui-Gon. Uh, when they were like back to back doing lightsaber duels and stuff, it was it, yeah. People were people were trying to say that some of the shots in the final battle were a little cheesy, but I think of the prequels and the, the cheesy droid noises and the cheesy shots we got there. And then you think to the original trilogy. And, I think it's just uh, staying true to the theme and the feel yeah. of the show. People yeah, I didn't. I didn't Star feel like that is. was so. Over, it was not over the top. I mean, it, it, a New Hope was. Uh, all of our team trying to survive a trash compactor and making jokes about it while it was it's mushy. True. Like, this you know, cheese. Jeremy, Jer- going back to Cad Bane, Jeremy Stoltz really creates a cool um, statement here. He's like, his chest plate still showed life signs. I don't think he was dead. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So, oh, I love that. I'd love that. That's a nice little attention to detail we'll there, Jeremy. Zoom in there. See John, when they show the tank, the, the tank at the end with our, our, um, our other character, uh, Timothy Oliphant, his character, mm. who is still alive, the post credit oh, scene. I yeah. thought that was going to be Cad Bane. Vance. It should have been Cad Bane. Yeah. Wow. There was a uh, <laughs> Rancor had his uh, King Khan moment. Yes, he did. I thought oh. it was so sweet that Groger was the one that silenced him, mm-hmm. that calmed him down. That and was fun. sweet. At least it gave him a purpose to be in the series. It's like David and Goliath. He just walked right up to him, man. They full. Sorry, I was still. I was waiting patiently for the purpose of having Grogu in the book of Boba Fett, and that was the only reason of legit storytelling. Right, and I accept. Right, hand up. Yeah, you did good. You did good, kid. You did good, buddy. You did good. When he good when job. he jumps at Mando though, when he first sees him again, when they're on the oh screen. my god, dude. I about cry. I think I did cry. There was there was moistness in my eye holes. <laughs> oh, I love moistness in eye holes. That's my favorite. That's not right. <laughs> and you know you know what happens anytime Grogu gets on the screen because I you guys I watch the show with my husband. It's not just me. Every time Grogu comes on, my husband. He looks at you. He looks at me. Oh, he, he, he knows. knows it. He knows that's your critter. This right? this this guy is my my buddy. That's your buddy He's right buddy. there. That's your man. Grogu is pretty awesome. You know, all in all, though, like I said at the opening of this segment on Book of Boba Fett, it's the series we didn't know we needed. Yeah, and when you when you look at it from that perspective, we're just getting a lot of fan service and eye candy and stuff that we didn't know can be conceptualized until we saw this. Was yeah. there some continuity issues in the beginning? I, yeah, I think that the, there, I mean, the spice trade, one of the craziest scenes, remember uh, he was with the Tuscan Raiders and they were overlooking Luke's home being raided? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that? That was pretty cool. That was that interesting was cool. to see that perspective from that. Mm-hmm. So, 
with all the characters that we got and everything in between, I thought it was um, a definitely an interesting take on the series and the characters that we love. And I can't wait to see what happens in Mando Season 3 when that's renewed. Pedro Pascal is coming back. And where do you think that's going to like lead? I, I, I don't At know, man. I, I don't know where they're going to take it. They're going to have to do something because there's going to have to be a deeper dive into the world of the Jedi or maybe even the Dark Republic think, or something along those lines. I think they'll lines. definitely go back and um, revisit the uh, the other Mandalorians, the, the original yeah. They the could. original crew they that could. was that was um that they met up with. Yeah. The yeah. that's probably where that season's gonna yeah. lead is some adventure with them. I, I, I wanna see more Moff Gideon too. I, I love Moff him. Gideon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I love that actor, man. I can't I always see him as Gus from Breaking Bad, but Yes. <laughs> He's gonna be at the Lexington <laughs> Comic Con. Are you going? I'm going, I'm getting his autograph. Are maybe. you really, man? Yeah. Dude. You know what you need to do? A buddy of mine, Matt, Gold, uh, Matt, uh, who's been Matt Sanders, who's been on here before from the, yeah. the he will find a still. Uh, he will do a print a still of one of his favorite scenes from that actor, oh, cool. and instead of having him sign a stock card of his photo, he'll he'll find the favorite yeah. scene. Like you that's know, such a good idea. That's, that's what great. he does, and he creates a little card around it, like it's a little, um, essentially a trading card. Oh, mm-hmm. very cool. And you can do a little graphic around it, make it look like tops, you know, and, you know, Gustavo, oh, you know, or something, wow. whatever his favorite role is from, from that. Um, but do something like that and, and maybe yeah, go to yeah. like Kinko's and get it printed or, or oh, one of those print shops. Dude, there you go, man. You got oh, you a little boys, we did card. not talk even one second about the Naboo Starfighter. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. We had such an investment of time well, rebuilding that sucker. I, I, it was beautiful. I truly enjoyed, too, the backstory of uh, what's the curly-headed lady's name? That is, oh, the mechanic? The mechanic. Yeah. She's so yeah, she's awesome. Great. She was also in Into the Woods. I was like, I don't know what's happening here, but get out of my life. <laughs> it was really cool. Sorry. It was cool to see Fresh. that, though. I mean, we've got something on Imperial Naboo Starfighter. Literally right that off of... so beautiful. Wait. And I was just like, how does he get in that tiny cockpit with all that but armor on? The little bubble was for Groku in the end. Oh. Where R2 oh, would have been or where a R2. droid would have been was for yes. Grogu. For oh my god. Little child seat. <sighs> little child seat. I do like the I do like the new ride that Mando has. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's chrome. It's not a razor crest. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> It'll yeah. grow on you. It'll grow on you. But I ya. love how all the little the little jaw was were very much mm-hmm. involved with helping build that. And so he kind of built a relationship with them <laughs> as they yeah. were building it, which was really kind of cool. Yeah, Jeremy's uh, chiming in. He said, they don't cover it very well, but Mando takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. That being said, Boba spent nearly a long time uh, yes, with the did. Sand People. Yeah, he, he did. He probably is about four years or so. Yeah, I definitely think was, a long time, multiple years. Yeah, you're you're right. I think that whole duration that he was with the Tusken Raiders was about that time. Uh, very interesting. So we're going to go ahead and give our review of this as we're going to wrap this up. We can talk all night on Book of Boba Fett, guys. This has been – it, it's a great series. There was some issues, technicalities in it in terms of continuity, but I think honestly, um, you know, I think it was awesome. <laughs> Jedi, okay, dokie. No. All righty then. No. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> a reference to the office, just in case you guys. Yeah, that. yeah, I know that is a reference <laughs> to the office. I declare. That's, that's funny. I don't care who you are. 
<laughs> She's oh, not having no. it. All right, oh, no. already then. She doesn't okay. like Sorry. Office. Not an Office fan, Lindsay. That was a user. Like Don't do that to the user. Anyway, Sorry. It's okay. So, guys, you ready to rate it? Six. Yeah. Yes. All right. We're going to rate it. We're going to rate it and rate it. Austin Burke, you got first up. I, I think I'm going to go probably lower than people expect, but but it's more of... It's more of some of the things I think they could have improved on. I'm going to go with 70%, which is still, I mean, that's, that's decent, though. That's recent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's good. I think the series could have been better, but I think the standout moments are things I will revisit until the end of time. I mean, mm. to give us a series, and, and see, that's kind of my outlook on that. It's like, yeah, sure, it didn't fit in a Boba Fett show, but if I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. If I enjoyed it, I'm going to go back to it. I don't care what show it is. So a lot of these moments and things I I am going to go back to. And I do think they've turned Boba Fett into, because for me, he's always just kind of been a little bit of an overrated character, to be honest with you. I don't, I didn't really care about him. Now I do. And that's because of the show. And that's because of Mandalorian. There's heart behind it. What he does. Yeah. Um, Lindsay. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm going to put a 7.6 on this one. Okay. Um, I feel like it almost it almost felt like two separate series to me that were mashed yep. into one, and that's kind of where I'm struggling internally with this. Yep. I feel there are so many positive things to pull out of this. Amazingly over the top, like, belongs in a cinema, amazing stuff happening in a series, mm-hmm. which is bananas. Um, I feel that... Uh, I just lost my train of thought. No, that's no, I get you. Anyways, but um, I, I feel like overall it was pretty good, but there's there's a lot of blanks that were filled. There's a lot of questions that were answered that maybe necessarily didn't need to be answered, but they were anyways. Um, so for that, I am thankful that they did this project and they they gave it to the fans, whether it's fan service or not fan service, it doesn't matter. It was an enjoyable series, nonetheless. Well, yeah. handled. well it was it was enjoyable, and and you know, despite some of the discrepancies and things like that, and, and kind of the slow start to what Austin was referred to as the present time matters, as opposed to the past. Um, mm. There was a I, I kind of. Th- feel that could have been handled a little bit more. Like, everything could have been just piled into one episode. I, I feel that. So I'm going to go with a 7.5 on my review, kind of right in the halfway point. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to go a full 8, but those scenes that we did get with uh, Tano, Luke Skywalker, and Mando, and Grogu, mm-hmm. uh, it was just beautiful. I mean, uh, you know, the Rancar going through most Espa, destroying everything. Uh, it was just awesome to see all of that. And so, um, yes, I, I, I believe that 7.5 is good. Now, listen, uh, we, John over the chat rooms already gave his. He's like, episodes 5 and 6, 10 out of 10. Uh, the rest, 5 out of 10. <laughs> okay. That's, okay. that. you know, I can respect Two ratings that. for two series. There you go. But, Lindsay, it goes back to what you just said. You kind of feel that's two different series it in does. one. And there's a that's why it's a little confusing at times like what are we watching here you know which Didn't show are we where i'll go with it at the end of the day though which one handled fan service better the book of boba fett or the rise of skywalker i'm going to go with the book of boba fett all day um, because it was more focused way less jumbled than the rise of skywalker and it's it's kind of doing what that new trilogy wanted to do these these tv shows are mm. and i hope that continues with obi-wan i hope they continue to put story first as opposed to shoehorning a bunch of things in. And I think Boba Fett, even though I had my issues, I think Boba Fett did that at the end of the day. Yeah. 
And Alicia gives it a 6 out of 10. So uh, Jeremy Stoltz is going with a 78% on his overall. Well done. Very good scores, guys. Keep those scores coming. We do appreciate it. But with all of that said, we're going to wrap up this episode of Pop X Cast. And, uh, man, it has been a glorious episode of just diving deep into that nerdy goodness and all of that great stuff. So, Austin Burke, if you will do the honors, lead us out, man. Hey, Austin Burke. You you can find me on uh, the the, the Twitter and Instagrams at the Burkinator. What's happening? uh, And on Letterboxd and on YouTube and sometimes... uh, TikTok uh, and... Tinder. Nope, don't use that. I'm married. We are a part of the... What? that you gotta delete that account austin dating apps for me my brother has a tinder account it's called the michelin man and he just posts pictures of the michelin man anyway um that's literally all it is (laughs) just no says hey girl i'm gonna make you tired because he's the tire guy. Anyway, um, we are part of oh, the newly wow. creative group known as the Creative Multiverse. Wow. I shouldn't have said that. We, uh, for more great media content, artwork, and more, find us on Facebook groups and Discord at the Creative Multiverse. If, <laughs> if you are a creative, produce content, or have a talent, we want to see it and would like for you to share, you, <laughs> share it for us in the multiverse. <laughs> What's happening? Wow. Well done. <laughs> What's happening? There's no Michelin man. I'm tired. <laughs> what? You Lindsay, know. if you can, oh, I have my other dear. Michelin related <laughs> no, don't. one-liners that don't. I'm not using right now. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Oh my god. Not doing it. Um connect with us, Pop X Cast on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. Tumblr, Twitter, and all of those places, the handle is the same. It's at <laughs> PopXCast. Um, we do have email if you so choose to do it that way, popxcast at gmail.com. And, of course, everything you ever want to know about us as a podcast, a show, and people are on our <laughs> website, popxcast.com. You can even Western Union us if you want to. You could if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you would, but you could. You could. You can do Morse you code, dot, dot, dot. Anyway, I digress. I have no idea where we are, guys. I don't well, know. The, our neighbors, did you? I, you guys didn't see it because I'm looking at our neighbors. Um, porch light goes on and off every night, and I swear to you, it's like boom, boom, boom. It's Morse code. Somebody's dying. Somebody's being held captive. And I've been telling or my maybe wife, they just have a cat. Or maybe, or maybe they they're they're watching a quiet place and trying to reenact some of the <laughs> trying to, I'm telling I keep telling Madison, I'm like, they need help, babe. And it's going click, 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 click. And I'm like, well, somebody's dead. So. Or they're just trying to communicate with the pizza guy. When the life know. stops, be concerned. I, I I mean, I don't know. Maybe they got it patched into OBS and they're trying to send signals to the <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, something something like that. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm Joseph Burke at Joseph Burke Arts on social media. Of course, hats off always to the fantastic team Pop X, Austin and Lindsay. We couldn't do this show without either of you. So I thank you guys so much. And that's it for this episode of Pop X Cast. We will see you next time in just three weeks. We're going to delay it one week, like I said, so we can get the Batman in. And so the Batman drops in cinemas on March 4th. I'll be going to see it on Thursday night, March Third, oh, Austin's already ready. He's got the oh, dude, yeah, look at that, dude. You got more toys than I do. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but we'll be back on March the sixth as we will record episode one thirty nine of Pop X Cast, and we'll be talking about the Batman.
Oh, I can't that's wait. That's awesome. I can't wait to watch J-Lo get married to Owen Wilson. It's going to be great. Wow. Right? Oh, marry me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be good. It was, it was all right. It was, but, it was uh, yeah, that's it. That's all we got for you guys. Have yourself a great night, and we will see you next time right here on Pop X Cast. Bye. Bye. From everyone at Pop X Cast. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and click that notification bell so you know when we go live next. Drop us an email, popxcast at gmail.com. Throw us up a like on Instagram and all those other social media outlets. At popxcast. Until next time.